morning, Riverview. It's awesome to be here today, and I wanted to send greetings from my crew. Um, some of you may know Heidi and uh, the kids, and uh, they couldn't all be here. Megan was one of the, the flag carriers this morning, but she loves Riverview particularly because it's known as the Donut Church, and she just loves hanging out there on the patio in between the services, which is really fun. Uh, so Pastor Mel asked me to share just a few highlight uh, scriptures that have been kind of coming alive for me as we do our ministry. We also, like Miriam and Wichit, work with international students around the country, uh, and primarily kind of in the South Asian part of the world. And so um, I want you just to raise your hand if you've ever lived in another country uh, for more than six months or traveled to another country for more than six months. Okay, yeah, a good number of you guys. You know that when you do that, there's challenges, right? Cultural challenges, physical challenges, even spiritual challenges, emotional challenges. You miss home. There's new systems. There's new ways of doing things. There's a lot of questions that you have. When someone from that host culture comes up to you and says, hey, we are you know, so glad you're here. Welcome. Is there anything we can do to help you? Um, that makes the biggest difference when you are living in a culture that is not your own, when you're a foreigner in another land. And I was thinking about this concept of being a foreigner, and the scripture that is coming alive to me is from Leviticus. And it says this. It says, um, when a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. Let me get you that for you. Do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as you love yourself. For you are foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So at two different seasons of my life, this is the first one. So mom and dad were missionaries in Indonesia. They moved our whole family to Borneo. And we kind of ran around the jungle catching snakes and seeing huge bugs and crazy stuff. Um, but it was an amazing uh, formative season for five years of my life. The second one was two, in 2014 to 16, we had a chance to live in East India and in Calcutta um, as a family. So we have five kids, and we moved there, uh, and we were able to serve the young people in, in Calcutta. But I think the common denominator in both of those seasons of my life was the way in which those host cultures received us. And it was with warmth, and it was with care. Um, this particular guy here... Um, his name is Daya Patak. He's in the middle between two of our teammates when we lived in India. But Daya, he said, call me DSP. He was a lifesaver for us. Like, I don't know if we would have survived without him. He's not, a, he's not a follower of Christ yet, but he just loved our family. He reached out to us. He stood in lines to pay our bills for us at times. I mean, he helped with different situations socially. Like, he's like, you know, when you're in a conversation, this is what this means when they say that. You know, and just things like that that were so helpful for us um, as foreigners in a different in a different nation. Um, so I want to just encourage you because um, when when we're working with these bridges with Bridges International and we're welcoming these students, one of the things you can pray for is opportunities for us to welcome internationals. If 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 that's done with a smile, with very practical ways to enter these students' lives, it makes a big difference. Uh, to them being receptive to kind of the whole part of our lives, which is that we know Christ and that that forms the foundation and the identity. Um, and that's something that's very attractive to an international student when they see that and they hear that. Um, 
this is a picture of our Houston, our Houston team that was plans many events like that. So, so this idea of, of welcoming the foreigner is something that I want to challenge you with. There is so many people from different nations that live in Southern California, that live in North County. Um, what would it look like for you to walk down five doors from your house and just knock on the door and say, I know you've been in my neighborhood for a while, even you know, but I just want to say hi, and I want to just let you know that I'm down here. If there's anything I can ever do to help or whatever, that kind of an approach is really, really encouraging for someone who's a foreigner living in that nation. Okay, the second one I wanted to talk about uh, was from the book of John, chapter 15. And um, John, chapter 15, a lot of what that passage focuses on, where Jesus is talking about our identity in Christ. He's talking about this is, this is your new identity uh, as a follower of me. And he says that when you come to Christ, you become a branch of the true vine, verses 1 to 5. Um, he says you're a branch of the true vine, Jesus, and you're a channel of his life. That's who you are now as my son or my daughter. He also goes on to say in verse 15, he says, I no longer call you a slave, but I call you my friend. There's a, there's a transition. We are a friend of Christ now. And then finally, he says, I have chosen and appointed you to bear fruit and fruit that will last. Like there's a production that he wants us to, to bear good fruit and not just any fruit, but fruit that's going to last for eternity. So those are the three things that have been standing out to me. And I want to tell you a story about two young women. Um, it's their picture. This is um, Anu in front and Sandia is in the back. And um, they illustrate, I think, uh, becoming a branch of the true vine, engaging in this friendship with Christ, and then bearing fruit in their lives and through their lives for, in their families and in their communities. So they both grew up in India. They're from South Asia. They both come from really strong Hindu background families. Mom and dad were staunch, uh, staunch Hindu. Um, like most that come from India, these two young girls were super bright, super talented, um, you know, had have an incredible future in front of them. Um, Sandia said, I'm from India, but my dream was to come here to the U.S. to pursue my passion. So she wants to do that. And uh, when they were young girls, this picture is them dancing. They learned a traditional dance um, as... as um, that they learned as young girls to basically worship the gods and worship the ancestors that they followed and that, that was in their tradition. And um, Anu shared, she said, we worship ancestors and we have the tradition of following many gods, but we revered them without any questions. But over time, an emptiness began to consume me and I had questions but no answers for that. So they, they found themselves in the U.S., so Anu decides to join one of our Bible studies. It's a Bridges Bible study, and she kind of joined not because she was so, so much interested in knowing Jesus, but she really wanted to defend Hinduism. So as she began to come repetitively to these Bible studies, she really began to fall in love with this guy named Jesus. And, and she began to see, like, this guy is not only all-powerful, but he loves me, and that love is beginning to drive out this emptiness and this fear that I experience in my life. And so she was attracted to Jesus. And she said, I realize that in every other religion, man is seeking after God. But in Christianity, God is seeking after us. That's incredible. 
And so that began to resonate with her. So both Sandia and, and Anu have attended our Bridges Vision Conference, which is a big gathering of hundreds of internationals that happens in different cities across the United States. Anu placed her faith in Christ at this conference just over a year ago. A few months later, she was baptized. Sandia also came to Christ. She's been to three different vision conferences. She's gone on mission trips now. She's beginning to give her faith away, which is really cool. But the step that required the greatest faith for these two young girls was to invite their parents just a few months ago to join them at our 2018 vision conference. And so their parents were in town to see their girls graduate and decided to come to the conference. So I had a chance to meet them personally, welcome them, and it was amazing. Their parents uh, were highly disapproving of their decision to follow Jesus. In fact, they were kind of persecuting them. There's tension in the family. They saw it as a turn on the culture, a turn on the family, but they came to the conference. And I'm sitting there interacting with their parents, and you could just see over the few days we were together, just the defenses kind of start to Sandy and Anu decided two days before the conference that they were going to do the dance that they learned as young girls to, to perform for idols that they had worshipped in their Hindu background. But they were going to do this dance to now worship Christ, and they were going to redeem it for Jesus. And so I want you to take a, a, a look at this short little video. We're going to start about halfway through, but they're basically... In this dance, they're representing the crucifixion and then the resurrection of Christ. And I want you to pay attention to what they say with their parents sitting in the front row with hundreds of other students in the ballroom um, about their relationship with Jesus. So go ahead and run the video. <laughs> Indian classical dance form called Bharatnatyam. Um, this form is used to worship and describe um, spiritual beings or deities, as we would say in Hinduism. And uh, I and Anupama grew up dancing this. And this was our first time using this form to worship Jesus. I thank Lord that he found us. The only thing that we are happy now is our parents are here with us. And we want to tell them that we belong to them. We belong to the community. We belong to our people. But for us, God is one, and that is Jesus. 
and he is the true God. He is the way, the, the truth, the life. To see the joy on those girls' faces as they were able to redeem something that they held dear to them, which is this dance, uh, and do it for Christ in front of their parents was just a moment that it just, you couldn't repeat it. I mean, it just was chills up everyone's spine. Um, but let me pray for us and just thank you for your support of what we're doing with Bridges and internationals around the world and here locally as well. So, Father, thank you for the, the, the missions team here and just how we as missionaries in the field feel so loved by Riverview. God, this is such a warm place. So we thank you for that. Thank you for what you're doing here in the church. But also, Lord, I pray you continue to make Riverview a light and salt, not here, not only here in North County, but around the globe. Lord, thank you for this place. Um, it is awesome. So, Lord, we're grateful for changed lives. We're thankful for people that are coming to Christ and growing in their faith and going back. Uh, to their places of ministry, God, as followers of you. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.